0: Back to the Work Mija podcast, a space where mujeres empower mujeres. This is your host, Sochil Carmona. I am the owner of a Work Mija, a Latina lifestyle brand empowering mujeres to achieve their highest potential, and I am so excited for the first official episode of the podcast. I wanted to introduce my story so you can follow along as we navigate my journey of entrepreneurship since launching Work Mija on September 1st, 2020. And my weight loss journey is very much tied into my business journey, life journey. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about how sometimes that number on the scale is not always just a number, especially when it's higher than the average number that just continues to escalate out of control. So I kind of wanted to take it back because I love to start from the beginning. Let's lay out all the groundwork. (laughs) And so let's take it back to when I graduated in 2013 from the University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana. I had a communication, or have, still have, because I paid for it, (laughs) a degree in communication and sociology. I was just gonna do communication but it was like, I mean, if you add like three more classes, you know, you might as well double major. I was like, I might as well get my money's worth. So that's what I did. Even going in to, you know, starting the university, you're 18 years old. You're supposed to decide your major, figure it out. If not, they kind of have like, you know the general kind of um, find yourself (laughs) majors and courses to kind of start off with. But it's just interesting that 18, you're kind of supposed to decide your life and take out all these loans for that. And starting, I never knew what I really wanted to do. And ending graduation day, I still had no idea what it is I wanted to do. But I figured I could do something with these combined degrees. I best believe I was going to figure it out. And uh, as soon as I graduated that summer, I was approached with the opportunity to start in HR, Human Resources department, and you know, kind of simultaneously with an administrative role. So I was like, "Sure, why not? Like, we can figure it out. It's paycheck, right?" And I was like, I- "I'll try it. I'll try anything at this point." Um, however, I quickly realized that was not what I wanted to do. But how could I know? which way to go, what step to take next, where to move towards, when I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do ever since I graduated I felt like everyone else at least had some sort of direction to go in so you know being able to create that plan you know you're an engineer or a teacher I've got to take these courses I got to get these certifications just stuff like that and I just felt like I was never that person I was just kind of like standing there in the middle of nowhere so it's like do I go left do I go right do I go straight do I go back what do we do and for me I just saw the human resources opportunity and I'm like okay let's let's go down this path you know not sure what's there but I don't have any better idea so let's let's just walk on by and a little by little I feel like the unhappiness of not doing something that I was passionate about really started to sink in more and more the longer that I was not doing what it is you know I was passionate about and some people can you know work for the check if you know the job is not enjoyable. I always thought like honestly I was that person, but I quickly realized I was not in fact that person in 2014 is actually when i started my youtube channel one of the ways that i would try to kind of make myself happy was by buying makeup and i had a lot of makeup a lot of people started asking me you know how do i do this how do i do that I was like might as well do something with this makeup do something that i enjoy in the evenings after work on the weekends kind of in between that you know which is kind of like my side hobby my little escape but Even with that, little by little, I started to look for food for comfort more and more. It was a bag of hot fries or it was the shopping trips to Ulta and or Target when it was like a bad day. It was, well, treat yourself. You had a bad day. Whether, you know, that's to a new makeup palette or was it to drown my sorrows in some flaming hot Cheetos and Little by little my clothes started to get tighter. I was going through jeans like every two months because let's be real, the chub rub was just too much. Let me know if you know all about that life, but oh I had never really had such an issue with chub rub until I just I just kept gaining and gaining weight a little bit more. And the next thing You know, I had my very first meltdown before my best friend's bridal shower because nothing in my wardrobe fit. Like I had to settle for these new pants that I bought a size up and a top that I bought a size up. And I just had to face the reality that, hey, you gained weight. Like it was finally like that moment. That was 2016. 2015 was when I really started to notice the weight gain. And just for reference, uh, typically, you know, I'm a five one. (laughs) <laughs> and I typically I weighed around 128 to 130 pounds, just for kind of a reference for you guys. And of course, college happened, understandably. So you gain weights. you know, graduated probably around like the 140s, which I was totally fine with. It's like, all right, you know, it happened. I went to U of I party school, you know, <laughs> we had a good time. But 2015, I was probably starting to border around the 160s, 2016, getting to like the 170s these and I had constantly tried to lose weight over and over again I tried all all of the stupid diets like for example that Beyonce diet has anybody tried that one that one where you what is it like cayenne lemon juice some expensive ass syrup from whole foods it's gotta be like organic and that's like all you have I think it lasted like two and a half days or something but that's what your 20s are for I guess (laughs) to do all those dumb diets and even like those appetite suppressant pills I forgot what it was called but basically I was trying to do all the quick fixes and well I mean that should have just told you it wasn't going to work but I tried different avenues I even got a trainer and I was doing great at my workout. I was working out three to five times per week but you know still going home and eating like garbage I was still eating one full bag the big bags of hot chips or hot fries anywhere from like five to six days per week that's a lot of hot fries um and I just also kind of realized that personal training really was not my jam it was not for me uh something to know about me I don't like to be told what to do and guess what uh personal trainer tells you so it was just kind of like combating that like I know you got to tell me what to do but I also don't want you to tell me what to do but I know I need the guidance but you know when they're like do more push-ups I keep going and it's like you're harder you know but they're like you're not doing it enough I was like excuse me sir are you in my body Do you understand the fatigue that I have right now? No, I didn't think so. Like, I get it. They're supposed to do that, but we got got issues with that. (laughs) And so one-on-one really isn't my thing. I also tried group classes which I, I found that I really do like group classes to a sense. I kind of like that uh, low-key competition like don't be the last person. That's the goal in general but then I kind of hate it when like the instructors sometimes try to point you out like good job so chill. Yes you're do- trying to encourage you like I get it but like oh my god you just killed it for me. Those type of things but finding that combo that kind of works. We've gone the workout routine route. But still, when you're not eating right, you're not really doing much to help out there. 2017, I was starting to get around the 180s, 190s. And I feel like that was maybe around the time I kind of reached my point of like misery. I had always toyed with the idea of starting my own business and had still been working on my YouTube channel. But Misery, depression is a very draining emotion and I feel like it has always kept me from being consistent in like my YouTube channel, any other kind of like side hobbies, you know, especially when you've had a crappy day and all you want to do is nothing, there's no motivation to do anything else. And for some reason though, I was never able to fully form what it was I wanted to do it was always some configuration of what Work miha is today, but had I tried to start Work Mija in 2017 or sooner, it definitely would not be it in no way, shape, or form exactly what it is today. I don't even think I would have kept up with it. I am a believer that everything does truly happen for a reason, and at certain times, for specific reasons. Everything has its timing. 2017 was the time for me to finally look at myself and that number on that scale finally and to get to the root of the issue. Why was I seeking food for comfort? If I could understand that, then I think I can finally get to an actual resolution because the quick fix ain't it. It ain't (laughs) you know, you can crash diet and even work out all you want, but if you don't get to the roots of it, you're only really getting to short-term solutions. Everyone's reason for seeking food is different. Mine was that of a depression, I think. Not knowing what I wanted to do in life has always bothered me. All these years, it was like, I was happy but I wasn't, I even questioned, I was like, am I one of those like happy depressed people? <laughs> like I, I never knew what it was like, yeah, I'm happy, but I'm not with like my social life and friends career wise, which I feel like I think is a big part of me. I'm really not. Cause I don't know what that is. That has not been fulfilled for me. You know, when half your life is spent at work in your career, You should somewhat enjoy the hours spent because those are a lot of hours commuting to your job, doing your job, commuting back from your job, you know, kind of in between even thinking about it or dreading it maybe to a sense. That's a lot of time. So I decided to start figuring out what do I want to do? What do I enjoy? I started reading books like You Are A Badass, (laughs) motivational books. I do love some good motivational literature and just to kind of give you the confidence back in yourself that maybe you have lost. um, I had dabbled into marketing and found that I enjoyed it a lot, a lot more than human resources. By no means am I trying to make anybody who is in human resources feel bad or feel some type of way it just wasn't a fit for me and my personality i need a little bit more of that positive human interaction you know although it is fun to call up a co-worker and ask them to report to your office asap just <laughs> to see their face of terror and be like oh hey bro just wanted to see how you're doing you know fun little hr things but By no means do I want to be Toby. Does anybody watch The Office? Like I very much felt like Toby. I'm not Toby. (laughs) So I figured I like marketing. So I started to pursue a job in marketing. And how to do that when your resume just says HR? (laughs) How do you do that without marketing experience? How the fuck do I do that? Well, good thing is I put my marketing cap on and I realized I'm a pretty good saleswoman, and figure out how to pitch myself as a marketer. I got creative. Challenge number one, get creative. (laughs) Show your creativity skills. So I added my YouTube channel, my branding experience, Google Analytics channel experience, and social media management. And I felt like, do I put this on my resume? Do I not? And it's like, It's now or never. Let's try it. What else do you have? So I added it to my resume, applied to a couple places, dodged a couple of red flag places and just said, fuck it, let's go for it. And I landed a job in small business uh, in marketing. It was another startup role to build from the ground up, kind of a just another blank slate like my human resources. It was like here's your chair and start the human resources department. So it was, here's your chair and uh, help us start the marketing department. (laughs) So from 2017 to 2019, I was working in marketing and I was so happy to be in a work environment. I really enjoyed, you know, great communication. I was learning a lot, but this time I gave myself a two-year check-in and I realized I had built up my marketing experience but marketing would not necessarily be my end goal. I I knew eventually I would reach that ceiling. I would I would reach I would reach my point. And I was still fluctuating with my weight. I was staying around the 190s. You know, once again, I'm 5'1, 190s. That's a lot. kind of spread around into a little person and the highest I had gotten to was 199 I never reached uh, 200 pounds but oh boy did we toe the line every time it was like 199 I was like oh step away like oh god but then we're back and then we just kind of like lingered there so while I was happier at this time, it was more so about breaking bad habits and still figuring out what was the thing I wanted to do. I've always known I wanted to start my own business, but that's, that was never 100% knew what it was. I knew that if I was going to go for it, it would have to be something I was passionate about. Um, finally... August 1st, 2019, I went to the Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, their annual breakfast before their big expo, you know, for Latino business owners. And that's where Richard Montañez, the creator of Flamin' Hot Cheetos, was going to be the keynote speaker. And as soon as I found out, I was like, I have to attend this. I had missed him speaking another time in Illinois. I was like, I have to attend this like for free because i couldn't afford a ticket and my dad got my name on the list we slid in i found a random table to sit in and i just had to listen to him speak for those of you who don't know who richard montañez is once again he is the creator of my favorite snack probably one of your favorite snacks and he started off as a janitor working for the frito-lay factory And he just had this idea. And now he is the VP of Multicultural Sales and Community Activation for PepsiCo. And, you know, all of that came from this little snack. Flamin' Hot Cheetos, a spicy little snack. And now all those Flamin' Hot varieties, the hot fries, the Flamin' Hot Doritos, the Hot Cheetos con Limon, even the Pepino Lime Gatorade. If y'all did not try that yet, you need to try. Delicious, not sponsored, but please, if you could, that would be great. And I was just so excited. And I've been following, you know, Richard Montañez for a while. It's a very inspiring story. So I listened to his motivational speech and that was when I texted my sister and I told her I'm gonna start my business that was the moment for me and you know we talked about the first product I knew right away what the first product was gonna be and I told her I was like all right this is it it's gonna be a little mug and it's gonna say chingona fuel on there (laughs) that was the very first product from the beginning and for me I think it was Being able to finally say it out loud to somebody, I think that kind of helped actually get somewhere. And, you know, since then, I've, you know, begun envisioning, planning, and making steps towards making this dream a reality. September 2019, I got engaged and a little bit sidetracked. You know, men, they like to do that, (laughs) but still kind of. Putting it together in my mind, but it was January 1st, 2020, when I finally decided I got up out of bed, stereotypical January 1st, and I went to the gym. But guess what? One, I actually went to the gym. (laughs) However, this is something I have done a lot um past January 1st is go to the gym say you're gonna do your weight loss new year's resolution and you're gonna lose x amount of weight by this amount of time so this was nothing new but on January 1st 2020 I went to the gym and I continued to go to the gym I actually decided that as of January 1st, I would not eat hot Cheetos. (laughs) I'm gonna go cold turkey. I knew that just by doing that, I would see results. Like, I understand how it works. Like, usually it's your vice that if you kind of cut off, like you start to see those results. My vice was hot Cheetos. And I was like, you know what? We're gonna go a month. With no hot Cheetos, and we're gonna go to the gym. We're just gonna start off slow. January and February, it was honestly mainly just cutting out junk food and portion control and just in general going to the gyms, just little by little. Like not the only thing I was going cold turkey on was the hot Cheetos. But I was able to actually do it. Cause for me, it's like, let's go week. And by like day three, I was like, nah nah we don't need to do that you know let's go two weeks and you know by day one I was like oh crap I accidentally ate hot cheetos (laughs) but this time we were going I was actually consistently going to the gym and I'm like how how i am the queen of excuses to not go to the gym like that's why for me i'm one of those where it's like okay we're gonna go to the gym we're gonna eat healthy and usually last like two weeks i usually have my two-week spurts and that's it i'm over with i feel like maybe because i you know i like to jump into overdrive for a lot of things and with it comes to weight loss, I burn myself out that way. But then also I'll find excuses not to go to the gym. Like, oh no, I forgot my headphones. I can't work out. Oh, oh no, I forgot my socks. Yeah, I've used that one on myself. I'm very convincing. I mean, come on, like then your toes gonna get all scraped and stuff. But I got all the excuses. Somehow, someway, this time I was going to the gym when I said I was going to go to the gym and I didn't dread it. I was excited for it. I was heavy. So, you know, I I had felt discouraged. Um or quitting I noticed when I returned to activities that I enjoyed like running um so instead I just found workouts that I enjoyed I felt like that was maybe my fallback before where it's like guess what you are a little bit heavier it's a little bit harder to do those type of activities because I found that it was it was really hard on my knees so in a way it's I was not setting myself up for success. Instead, it's like, let's find workouts that work for you and your situation, your body type at this moment. Let's start off small and kind of go from there. So I found that the stairmaster, it was nice and slow. <laughs> But it's an intense workout and easy on the knees. So I fell in love with the Stairmaster. I was like, okay, we started first day, five minutes. I was winded. I was out of breath. The next time it was, let's go 10 minutes. The next time it was 20 minutes. The next time it was 25. And then I was always doing 30 minutes as my warm up, increasing the speeds, dropping them. That was my way to kind of enjoy my exercises. And for me, queen of multitasking and just trying to get everything done I decided you know I'm gonna fuel my mind with some business and a motivational podcast while we do the Stairmaster which is why I enjoyed it as well because when running and listening to podcasts it's not the same so it's kind of like oh you're taking it easy but not really so you're focusing maybe more on the podcast than like the sweat dripping from your body But in general, I was, you know, researching and saving, you know, Instagram workouts because, you know, balling on a budget, you know, I had, I had invested in a trainer before and you think like it's more expensive, so it should get you better results. But this time I was like, we don't need to spend the money and invest all that in order to lose weight. Let's you know, get a little creative and resourceful. And for me, Instagram workouts and just kind of planning out what that was going to look like. So with that, January through February, I lost nine pounds just by doing those simple things, not really being too hard on myself in a way. And it was in March of 2020 when I finally filed my LLC for Work Mija. And In March, my fiance and I decided to start keto. It was only supposed to be for like a month. It was only supposed to be like, yeah, let's try it. Like, why not? Um, but then it turned into a five months on keto. I was excited, I was pumped, I was motivated. I had filed my LLC and I was like, yes, we're gonna do this. We've we're on it. This is finally it. And then in March, the universe said, coronavirus, you thought. Oh, oh, you thought. And it's, it was like a pause. And then on March 15th, my boss called me to tell me my position was suspended. And I cried, you know, you don't envision that happening to you I guess like getting laid off or I don't know I just never pictured that and just the uncertainty of it like what what was I gonna do what does this mean you know you don't you don't think it's gonna happen to you March 21st the Illinois stay-at-home order started and so for me let's get astrological with it. (laughs) So apparently, March 21st is when my Saturn return began. I have a Saturn return in Aquarius. And for those of you who don't know, your Saturn return usually occurs around your time, like 27 to age 30. It's like a three-year span, but it It's a difficult time, a time to grow up, a time to take on different responsibilities. It looks a little bit different for everybody, but Google your Saturn return based off of your birthday. And so if you're born, I think around 91 to 93, welcome to your Saturn return. It's happening right now. (laughs) And until 2023, by the way, if you've been going through it, Mm -hmm. that's right. Join the rest of us. But it's, yeah. It's definitely coming into adulthood and all the struggles that come of that and whatever your sign it is. Uh, mine is an Aquarius. It definitely is Aquarius is a rebellious sign, an innovative sign, um, not about authority. So let's talk about that maybe a little bit later and what that means. But basically, I realized that, OK, this makes sense. <laughs> the fact that my Saturn return is occurring right around the time when I finally decide I want to start my business and I'm like, of course, like it's there's going to be a lot of ups and downs when starting your business. No way did I predict coronavirus would be part of my Saturn return. So that one <laughs> threw me for a loop. Nobody really could have predicted a global pandemic, you know, really around this time. Well, maybe probably. Nobody listened to them. But so I was like, great, wonderful. Here we are. <laughs> uh unknowing of what is happening for your job. Um Not only, you know, is your position suspended, it's, it's, you're going into recession, it's a global pandemic. How long is this going to happen? Remember when we thought it was only going to be until March of 2020? Hmm. (sighs) So I'm there crying. (laughs) And in general, just what do you do? How long is this, you know, going to last? Do I apply for jobs? But who's hiring right now? A lot of people are laying off their employees. What's can I do in this unknown territory? What do I do? So what I did, I went to Aldi and I bought some avocados. (laughs) I bought the sack of avocados um, to continue my keto diet. I mean, there's not much else I could do, but you know, kind of stay home and focus on me. And that's what I did. I finally had the time to Focus on me and my needs. Focus on my diets. Focus on my health and not have obligations to see anyone, you know, no need to put my stuff aside like I always do and just to be there for somebody else. You know, I found that I am loyal to a fault where it comes to putting others needs before my own. So I decided, you know, I'm just out here. I'm just out here getting my daily avocado intake. I'm going to just do that. I'm going to just do me. (laughs) And one month of keto turned into two. And another month of quarantine equaled another month of keto. And I was feeling great. I was feeling energized. I was finally seeing results in my health and in my happiness. I had the time to finally pause and reflect. Also, there's nothing that lights a fire under your ass to start a business like being the brokest you have ever been. (laughs) I was just, I was focusing on me and I was having more time to come back and not drop this dream of mine. The money I was saving for a business was now being used to supplement my income because it's like, how long is this going to last? I don't know. Do I invest this money now or do I use it to survive? (laughs) So new predicament. How do you start a business with no money? Funny how (laughs) no money didn't stop me, though. You know, if you want it, everything is figure audible. P.S. That's a great uh, book or podcast audible to read by Marie Forleo. And I feel like that's just how I've always lived my life. If you want it, you will figure out a way. You will figure out the most complicated path to get there. But you will figure it out if you want it. So plug to Marie Forleo there. That was one of the uh, audibles I listened to on the Stairmaster. (laughs) And one thing I realize is if there's one thing I am, it's creative and resourceful. One good thing (laughs) about growing up being broke, you learn how to make something out of nothing. One day... I was on YouTube just doing some research and I stumbled upon this thing called print on demand and how you can create a design and a company will, you know, cover all of the costs to make it. So if someone orders whatever you put that product on, it gets made and you receive whatever profit amount you set. And if no orders are made, you lose nothing. There's no really upfront investment on your end. So I kinda went back and forth on the pros and the cons, you know, going back and forth. So much fear of failure holding me back, um, knowing, even knowing, like, here's your solution to your problem. But then in the back of my mind, it's like, here's all the tools you need to finally do what it is you want to do. But what if nobody buys? What if nobody wants it? And just realizing, At this point, or probably earlier on too, but this specific point, I caught it. It, How I was delaying myself. I think it almost took like a moment for me to stop and remind myself of all I had accomplished with my weight loss journey. So looking back at all the times I had failed, all of those first photos you know you kind of take you're like okay first day and then i can't wait to see those progress photos but you never really get past week two to see those progress photos or to ever like create that album where you can kind of look back at that success and i think just i started believing myself as of january 1st 2020 and i made those baby steps and i kept going so By the end of July 2020, I had lost 46 pounds and I had to look back and recognize like I did that. I finally did that. Um, A lot of people might attribute my weight loss to keto, but I don't necessarily attribute that solely to keto. I think had I tried keto in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, I don't think I would have been successful. For me, what I attributed to, what it took was a mindset shift to finally be able to lose the weight and get to the root of the problem. For me, it was being able to figure out what I wanted to do to find my purpose, to find my passion, my direction. You know, I was, like I said, I was standing. So we went left, to HR that didn't really work <laughs> and here it was like walking solo down some like dirt paths then we made a right into marketing I'm starting to uncover that yellow brick road a little bit <laughs> and now I feel like we finally landed on a road clue with clear directions so while the path it's it's still not the clearest there's options And you know, especially if you're a small business owner or just in general on this journey we call life, there's no exact blueprints, but I feel like now I can create those clear goals, those actionable items, and I can create my own roadmap. I feel like my mindset changed from I can't to I can and I will. So for me, keto was that sustainable lifestyle change for me. It was the eye opener to how I was previously treating my body. You, you really learn how to read ingredients and calories. And you don't realize how you don't know how. Or maybe you don't care to. But <laughs> ooh, there's a lot of sugar and a lot of things. <laughs> ooh. But more than anything, it was the realization that I don't need to look at food for comfort anymore but rather fuel something my trainer told me but I want to listen at the time (laughs) but we're there and I was finally able to do that I was finally able to be like no I'm not gonna eat that I don't need to eat that if I want to I can just have a little piece but guess what I don't need it a big part of weight loss, you know, can be your mentality. And that is a thing that's blocking you that you kind of need to uncover. You know, everybody's a little bit different. But for me, that, that definitely was what it was. Finally, August 2018, 2020, I said, we're going to put aside my fear of failure, my thoughts of what everyone else might think aside and just said, let's go. Let's launch Fuck it, <laughs> and press that button and announced Work Mija on social media. September 1st, 2021, I launched the first two products, the Chingona Fuel Mug and the Believe in Yourself Mija Mug. It's been a lot of work so far, but honestly, I've never been happier. You know, since then, I've launched the I Am Latina Enough sweatshirts, the Buenas Vibras only t-shirts and mugs, and I honestly can't wait for the spring collection coming very soon. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my very long, detailed story of the Work Mija journey so far. It's been a long one, even before September 1st, 2021, and now in February, oh no, September 1st, 2020, <laughs> and now in February 2021. And in case you couldn't tell, from my very long detailed story, like I said, I was gonna talk about astrological placements. In case you don't already know me, in case you didn't already guess it, I am a Gemini. Let me know if you didn't know that and you guessed it or didn't. <laughs> I said I would include, um, you know, those astrological placements. So I wanted to share on my end um, after each episode, you know, for like the interviewees and the people coming on here, maybe what their big threes are that we talk about with the astrological people. So your son your moon and your rising sign. So as we mostly probably are familiar with our sun signs, the sun sign is maybe like the one you're most kind of known as your will and your purpose. So mine is Gemini, if you couldn't tell from the chattiness and the whole reason why I started a podcast your moon sign really kind of directs maybe like your feelings and mine is an Aries a fiery little intense sometimes a bit dramatic sign and my rising is maybe like the mask you wear something what people you can maybe come off as a little bit mine is Sagittarius so I would give that maybe my more introspective Sagittarius side the the wanderer and for some people, I also want to talk about maybe the midheaven. So, the midheaven is maybe rules your career, aspirations and ideals. I think getting to know your midheaven, I think if you're someone like me who has struggled with what it is I want to do, kind of almost solidified or just gave me a little bit more of a clear indicator that yeah, I'm on the right path. This this is me, this is what makes sense. So, mine is in Virgo. And it's uh, definitely a very analytical sign, a very uh, concentration in professional development. So no wonder it was bothering me that I didn't know what it was I wanted to do. And in general, you need a career that you're passionate about in this sign. So these are just some of the aspects of the natal charts. Of course, there are more to kind of go through. But I love knowing people's astrological makeup and hearing and seeing how it plays into their journeys but i hope you enjoyed the first episode of the work meha podcast and me laying out the groundwork for you know how it is that i got here and what i look forward to doing so i can't wait to share a little bit more of my story what i've been going through in this new business journey as we navigate life but then stories of other women in different industries other business owners and you know kind of hearing how their story has played out so far and what their journey has been like i hope you guys enjoyed this first episode make sure you follow the work amija podcast on instagram at facebook at work w e r k amija to stay up to date on podcast episodes, new product releases, and all the fun. Thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you all on the next episode.